Hello, everyone. Chaplain Philip with you again. Janelle and I had a sad time this weekend. Our sweet little miniature schnauzer, Timmy, went to sleep for the last time Sunday afternoon. He'd been declining for several months, and his little body just wasn't strong enough to get better. Janelle had had him to love for nine and a half years. I got to love him for the last seven. He was eleven and a half years old. We both miss him in his cute little ways. Like when he begged for a treat, he'd bounce up and down like he was on springs. When he shook all over, all four feet would come off the ground looking for all the world like he was about to take off and become airborne. We have a sad ache in our spirits and a big hole in our hearts right now. Our furry friends are just as much family as those who don't have tails. We miss them and grieve for them when they're no longer brightening our days with their love. One of the realities we all have to face, even early on in life, is that this sin-scarred world is full of pain, sadness, sickness, and death. God had hoped to protect us from ever experiencing any of this. In Genesis 3, verse 11, when God found Adam hiding from him, he asked Adam if he'd eaten of the tree which he had commanded him not to eat. You know the whole sad story of how sin came into the world. Right now, I don't have the heart to retell it because it's so sad and it hurts too much to re-examine it. Needless to say, God never wanted us to know fear or sadness, pain, sickness, or death. But since we live in this tired old world, we're all quite knowledgeable, fact-wise and experientially, about what we've all learned from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We're forced to deal with loss in this world. It's around every corner. When we drive down the road, we see little animals that have been killed by vehicles. It's sad. Poverty and want, as well as ignorance and fear, are painted on the faces of God's human children. Sometimes, some nights working at the hospital is more than I can bear. It's all around us. We're deeply aware of it. The volumes and volumes of knowledge that we've absorbed from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Due to the reality of the world we live in, it would be easy to sink down into depression, experience despair, just give up on life. That is a temptation for me, with a melancholy streak painted down the middle of my personality. But I'm choosing not to go there. Although there's much wrong with this world, there's also much that is right within it that's beautiful, awe-inspiring, and wonderful. Getting back to little Timmy, we have the sweet memories of his feisty, happy, quirky little personality and his wholehearted devotion towards us, especially towards Janelle, who rescued him from a scary life on the street. Nothing can ever take those memories or those happy times away. There was another tree that God planted in the Garden of Eden. Besides the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it was the tree of life. All good things were to have come from this tree. That never happened because of sin. We know that God cast Adam and Eve out of Eden so that they would not eat of this tree to prevent them from becoming immortal sinners. As a consequence of our first parent's sin, we all age, get sick, and die. But what would life have been like for the human race 
if sin had not happened, you wonder. What delights would the tree of life have showered upon us in a perfect world that knew no sin, had no knowledge or experience of evil? If you're wondering what the tree of life would have done for us, you're in luck. Because Jesus, standing in as our second Adam, redeeming us from the curse of sin, we will experience all the delights that God intended to give us through the tree of life. The book of Revelation talks about this special tree, its fruit, and its leaves. Listen to these words in chapter 22, 1 through 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. The verses say that the leaves are to heal the nations, bringing us all together in harmony, love, and closeness. I can hardly wait to experience that kind of unity. No more sin or death, think of it. No more curse or pain or fear. My heart, feeling sad and experiencing loss, looks forward to a renewal. Loved ones lost will be restored. Families long separated by death will be reunited. No more death or killing. No more saying goodbye. No more distance or separation. Here's another promise that warms my heart. Isaiah 11 verse 9 says, They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, just as the waters cover the sea. And one more heart, heartwarming text. Isaiah 11 verse 6. Think of it. Listen to what this says. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. What a beautiful picture. I believe that God will also restore all those little furry love muffins that have melted our hearts all through our lives. Remember, God says what he has planned is far more incredible, far more wonderful than the hearts of his human children can ever imagine. I look forward to the restoration of all the loss sin has caused. I look forward to seeing great beasts as gentle as lambs. I look forward to hearts mended, relationships made whole, sin eradicated, and God's magnificent universe vibrating in harmony from one vast corner to the other. We will sing the song of the redeemed, and we'll all be able to sing, not just make noise. With mercy me, I do proclaim, I can only imagine. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.